Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. I am your host, Kristen Spencer, the most caringest storytelling lady you'll ever meet. And uh, today we are going to talk about how to give them, the reader, everything without divulging anything. And maybe that sounds like a trick, but it's not, I promise. You know, I'm not a trickster. Uh, But before we dive into that, I wanted to let you know that the reason why um, I haven't posted anything in over a month, I can't believe it's been that long, is because I have been completely swamped with client work, which is awesome because I love helping clients. I love helping you make your story amazing. Uh, But I just got in like high demand all of a sudden. And as soon as I finished the one project that Marie and I were working on, it was just like, boom. But I'm really excited. Unfortunately, I can't talk about any of the projects I'm working on because I had to sign NDAs. Uh, But they're really cool. And if I could tell you about them, you would like them. (laughs) Um, But so let's get to today's awesome writing advice. We're going to talk about how to give the reader everything without divulging anything too personal. Because if you're anything like me, uh, then you don't care about telling everyone every personal detail of your life. But a lot of people are like that. And they're like, Kristen, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to write nonfiction. And I'm like, yes, I'll tell you everything. But so I want to teach you a trick, a couple tricks that you can use in order to communicate with the reader and give them all these expensive emotions while keeping your private life private, which is what you want to do, right? So the first uh, question or prompt that we're going to go over, and remember, we're going to do seven, so stick around for all seven. You don't want to miss the last one. The first one, though, is what makes a good sad story? And have you ever felt that feeling where you're like, I just want to be sad right now, but also to like enjoy amazing storytelling. So I'm going to watch something sad. And my kids have been watching a ton of stories that are like where the protagonist dies. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? And, and, you know, they just want to enjoy a sad story because sad stories can be compelling. They can be relatable. But the truth is in the academic world, the way that we're taught is that we shouldn't think about our own emotions. We should think about formulas and we should think about abstract ideas and theory. And while I am all for formulas, if you know me at all, you know, I love formulas. Uh, This is not one of those things that you should put off learning in lieu of learning a formula, right? You need to understand that your emotions are some of the most valuable things you have as a writer. And if you've been taught that you need to depend on all these outside things and that you need to write only what you know and not ask for anyone else's feelings or write your own feelings, you've been taught wrong. And it's not your fault. 
Uh, the academic world is really into theory. They want literary devices, right? They want all the imagery, and but they just kind of leave emotion out of it when really you can couple emotion with those things and have something that's so much deeper, so much better, that has so much more of a connection potential between you and your reader. So I'm going to give an example because why not, right? This will help cement these ideas into your mind. That's why we use examples and that's why we use stories because storytelling helps information retention, but also stories are awesome. So when I was in seventh grade, I read Tiger Eyes by Judy Bloom, And uh, I just remember like crying along with the protagonist. And I'm I was thinking like, how did Judy Bloom come up with a story? Well, she, as it turns out, she was grieving the real loss of her real life father when she wrote this. And, but Judy didn't have to write about her own experiences, right? I only know that because I watched a masterclass where she talked about it. In the book, you don't know that that's what's going on. So you have this thing where she was going through a real experience. She didn't write what she was going through, but she used those emotions to give the character those feelings and make them feel real because they were real. She's just not using the details. So you can use your own emotions and your own feelings without using the details. That's how you give everything without divulging anything. That's the trick. So, you know, you have to think about your real emotions and put them into the story. And like I said, if you haven't been taught to do that, it's not your fault. Okay, let's go to point number two. I don't have a lot of time today, so I'm just going to keep propelling through things. So point number two, why is mood important in a story? And remember how I just said, like, oh, don't depend so much on literary devices? Well, in this case, mood is really important, even though it is a literary device, but because it conveys emotions, right? We need to convey those emotions. So um, I want you to take a deep breath with me. <sighs> you do not need to be scared about this. I promise. Okay. Um, mood is how the writing feels. So when you read something that makes you feel sad, the mood is sad. When you read something that makes you feel rushed, the mood is, um, yeah, suspenseful, right? So we have all these different things to think about for mood, but you don't need to be scared. All you have to do is ask yourself this one question when you're trying to figure out what the mood is for what you're writing. How do I want the reader to feel right now? That's it. How do you want the reader to feel when they're reading through your story? It's important because if you don't know how your reader should be feeling, you're going to have an almost impossible time conveying that. And, you know, I think that this is one of the reader, the reasons why writers get uh, writing fatigue or writer's block, because they don't know which emotion they want the reader to be feeling in that moment. So, if you know what mood, if you know what feeling that you need the reader to be having, experiencing, you're going to be able to tell them everything without divulging anything. Okay, point number three. Point number three. Why do we like sad stories? Okay, the reason that we like sad stories is because we all feel the emotion of sadness that this always makes me think of the film Inside Out by Pixar, which is amazing. And like I talked to my brother about just this one film for like two hours the other day because we're like, it's so good. But um, it really is one of the best stories 
that you can watch because it discusses how complicated sadness is. And without sadness, I don't want to give too much of the plot away because you really should go watch this movie. I'm telling you, go watch it. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. Everything. Um, But it, it talks about how sadness is attached to other emotions. And without sadness, we can't actually function well. So you need to teach your brain that it is good for you to write sad scenes. And you're probably like, Kristen, you sound crazy right now. And I'm like, no, I'm not sounding crazy. I'm telling you how to divulge everything without divulging anything. That's right. So I want you to think about how when you write something sad, you're going to feel exhausted. I know I feel that way. I I definitely have to set up my day differently if I know I'm going to be writing a bunch of sad scenes. Okay. But what you need to do next time you write a sad scene is do something that tells your brain you just did something good because your brain's going to feel like, I just did something bad. I feel gross. I don't like feeling sad like this when it's not totally necessary and it's not a real sadness I'm experiencing in my life. So you need to do something to celebrate, to tell your brain, hey, guess what? This is a good thing because this is the kind of thing you need to get in the groove to do if you want to be a dynamic writer if you want to be able to write things that make people feel things okay so celebrate like rachel peterson says what we celebrate we can replicate that's like one of my favorite sayings that's why i say it all the time that's why i do that all the time that's why i celebrate little things okay so we're going to point number four see we're booking we're doing great isn't that a isn't that a great sound the paper I love the sound of pages turning. I love the sound of like the your hand scraping against the page as you're writing, right? If you're writing by hand. I love the sound of typing. I have like this really clicky clacky keyboard I use when I want to feel super inspired. Um, so point number four. Why emotions are so powerful. So a lot of writing instructor instructors will tell you that you need to focus on the details of the scenes before you think about the emotions that the character is experiencing, but that's not true. It's a trend for literary fiction, but literary fiction is hard to sell, so I feel like Unless you're Immortals, who is killing it in literary fiction right now, you should read A Gentleman in Moscow. It is, like, mind-blowingly good and funny and just everything. But literary fiction is really hard to sell, and a lot of people are not able to write it well. If you want, like, an easy readership of people who are going to understand you, who are going to like you and become your fans, I don't typically recommend that you start out reading or writing literary fiction. You can read literary fiction as much as you want. Um, but so instead of thinking about the details, which can lead you into what we call overdescription, I want you to think about the emotions first and then add details that amplify those emotions for the reader. I'm going to say that twice because it's just so important. It makes such a big difference. Listen, okay. Instead of thinking about the details first, Think about the emotions and add details that amplify those emotions for the reader. You don't have to keep listening to bad advice. And now that you know what to do instead, you can do it. All right. Point number five. What makes a story emotional? All right. Have you ever read or watched something and felt sad and then thought to yourself, wow, the person who wrote this really understands me. Has it happened to you? 
Well, the truth is that that is happening because of what we call relatability. Because when you feel things and convey those feelings, other people are like, oh my gosh, I have so felt like that. And I was recently listening to a podcast and I just started crying because I was like, this person explained this way that I feel in the most accurate way I've ever heard. They know exactly what I'm feeling. And that validation feels so good. Like I'm not alone in the world. You know, it doesn't feel good to feel alone in the world. If I was writing that sentence, I would take out, I would revise the amount of feels that showed up in there because we don't want repetition or redundancy, right? The two R's that haunt us in our sleep. Uh, so I just, I you don't have to tell everyone something specific of what's going on. Remember, you don't need to give them details, but convey those emotions when you're writing to create points of human connection. That's what we want, right? That's how we turn readers into fans and then those fans into friends because I always want more friends, right? I can always use more good friends, can't you? But also it's nice to have fans. <laughs> okay, we're going on to point number six. Woo, point number six. What is your emotional story? I share a lot about my journey and my struggles in writing, but did you know that I have also had a pretty much, uh, since I was a teenager, I've struggled with disordered eating. So you know what? When I write a character who struggles with disordered eating, I know exactly how to get it right. And writing things about Real feelings can be scary, but you know what else? It's super empowering. It's it's scary and empowering at the same time, which is an interesting dynamic, don't you think? Uh, so you don't have to share your emotional story through your writing if you don't want to, but it will improve your chances of human connection. You don't have to say, I know how to write this thing because I've been through that thing, right? You don't have to do that. Um, so let's practice though here now. And I want you to think what's something you do feel comfortable sharing? What happened and how did that thing make you feel? Drop it in the comments. Uh, you can even send me a personal message if you don't want to post it for everybody. Um, email me, whatever, kns at literarysymmetry.com. Okay, so do that thing. Practice. Think about it. Tell me about it. Tell someone else about it if you don't want to tell me. Just Make sure you go through the motions of thinking about something you're comfortable sharing about and then actually writing down those emotions or, and telling them to another person, okay? All right. The seventh and final point of today's tell them everything without divulging anything is how to write an emotional story. And the truth is you don't have to reveal one single thing about your personal life in order to write clear, realistic emotions. You only need to think about emotions you felt at critical moments in your life, okay? And then you copy those emotions, you paste them into your character when your character is going through something critical that's similar, emotionally speaking. It's not like your character, you know, okay, this is a good example. So let's say that your character is facing impending doom because of an erupting volcano. 
Can you relate to that? Probably not, okay? But you probably have had the threat of losing something or the actual losing of something in your life that made you understand the emotions associated with loss or potential loss. And that's what you need to harness to write a scene like that. Copy and paste your emotions into what's going on for your character. You already have all that you need. I'm going to say that one more time. You, you already have all that you need. Okay, you can do this. I 100% believe in you because we can only go to 100%. 110% is not real. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to patronize you that way. But I want you to know that you are a human person. You have real emotions, and that means that you are qualified to write characters with emotions. You're qualified to understand how you want the reader to feel. You can do it. You don't have to share any personal information. Remember, the truth is you can share everything without divulging anything. Don't follow twice if you want more writing advice and happy writing. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at literary symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.